Hey, what's up? What's going on? Dapper Dividends number 38 here. I am your host, Russ, and I just got off the phone with my mother. She lives in Laramie, Wyoming, so I just got down here to do the show for all y'all. Y'all saying all y'all yet? Sweet. So I did talk to my mom. She lives in Laramie, Wyoming. I am not from Wyoming. Now, I'm still from Chicago. We grew up in Chicago. Uh, I am f- fourth generation Chicagoan, I believe. Been here all my life except for the few years that I was in the United States Navy. So my ex-father-in-law is a auto body teacher and he got a job at the University of Wyoming, uh, the Laramie Auto School thing out there. I don't remember the name of it. Oh, Wyotech. That's what it's called. Wyotech. Big famous school for auto body. And he went to be a teacher there sometime around 2001. And yours truly was an adult and back from the Navy and having fun exploring the wonders of the city of Chicago. And I stayed behind with my grandparents and my mom and my three stepbrothers and my stepdad went out to Laramie, Wyoming, where they stayed. And they are to this day. So got caught up on that. Good to hear my middle stepbrother, Carl. He actually has... He was born with spina bifida and he has Asperger's, which I guess now they say is not a thing that it is actually autism. So poor kid, uh, spina bifida runs in my uh, stepfather's side of the family and Asperger's or slash autism runs in my mother's side, my side of the family. So the poor kid man got hit with both. Unfortunate, but you know what? He's making the best of it. And I get inspired from him because if he has all those problems and he can still live life and enjoy his life, then you know what, man, as much as we run into things in life and we seem to get down on ourselves, there's always somebody that has it so much worse. But you know what? So much worse is a frame of mind because this is all he's ever known. This is the only life he's ever known. The kids had, I don't even know, nine or 10 surgeries throughout his life. He is... Uh, he's 30. He's going to turn 30 in December. So, you know, hats off to my brother, Carl. I love him. And, uh, yeah, so I did grow up in Berwyn. Uh, if you're not familiar, look it up on a map. You can pause the show or don't pause it when you're done. Look up B-E-R-W-Y-N, Berwyn, Illinois. And you'll see I'm just outside of Chicago where I grew up. I'm not there now. And uh, yeah, so now you'll know a little bit about me, a little bit more about your lovely, lovely, wonderful host. So let's get talking some dividends. Uh, Actually, just before I got on, I almost bought some more Ripple. Sunday morning, I woke up and before I got out of bed, I was lying there thinking, man, this country's spending a lot of money and there's a lot of debt. This isn't healthy. This is just... This is going to be inescapable. I'm I'm 100% sure of it because every single paper currency in the world that has existed has been devalued to the point where it just goes away. And I think they're doing that because the politicians can't help themselves by just printing more. They just make more money. They just create it out of thin air. And you know what? That's not the way it works. It may work for a short time. And I don't think that the United States is any different. So uh, I tweeted out that I'd I'd be much happier holding companies. And I bought some Ripple uh, XRP. I'm not, I have some Bitcoin because I look at that almost as gold, which I have some gold 
it's a store of wealth. You don't make money on it, as I touched on with Warren Buffett saying you don't make money with um, with with gold. It's a store of wealth. It's a hedge against inflation. I, I think it helps you leapfrog inflation, and it's definitely something. Um, yeah, it's just something that that you want to get money into. So I see Bitcoin kind of as the digital gold, as they call it, digital currency. It's the uh, digital gold. I'm going to take a sip of water here and again listen to the wonderful, soothing sounds of the background music. Thank you for bearing with me for that. So about cryptocurrency, I want something that will carry with me that you can take across borders, you can take to other countries. Now, I'm not saying that the U.S. is going to collapse, and I did touch on it before, but I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I'm pretty damn sure that the United States dollar is going to go away. I don't know what it will be replaced with, but the companies that we're buying here that I'm buying dividend income from, the the currency will change, but those companies are still going to be around because it doesn't matter what, um, what the dollar looks like or what the currency that we're trading, the money tool is. People are still going to need products from Procter & Gamble. People are still going to want to drink soda. Um, people are still going to want to have fun. They're going to want to smoke cigarettes and drink beers. I just took a sip of my evening beer. And, you know, we need paper. We need paper products. Kimberly Clark, we just, Hasbro, we're going to need toys. So people are still going to need things to live. These companies are still going to be around. They're not going to go anywhere I think in the short term, if the dollar did collapse, people are going to look to get out of it and get out of cash, get out of cash quick. I think that could temporarily, I think that could temporarily at least inflate uh, stock prices. So I think that could be a boon to the stock market, but we'll see. Uh, the SPY, the the S and P 500, hit an all time high today, and I think that is solely because of the increased amount of liquidity coming in. Uh, definitely the low interest rate environment that we're in has pushed a lot of money, hedge funds, institutions, I'm sure pensions are starting to put money into, I said it on Twitter that Procter and Gamble is like a bond proxy. It's really overvalued and I want to buy more. I'm still stuck with four shares of Procter and Gamble, which I actually did. I'll segue into here, get paid dividends on. I got paid $3 and 16 cents on those four shares. And it's not a lot. I want to add to it. But when I look at the PE, it's just so damn high right now. I can't bring myself to buy more. But, you know, one of the problems with PE is that the price to earnings ratio, right? That's what they say is you are paying for $1 of a company's earnings. So if a company has a PE of 22, you're paying $22 for every $1 of earnings that that company generates. Um, kind of fun little thing to look at, but the problem with PE, excuse me, this, God, this beer. <laughs> so the problem with PE, let's get to it. Keep on track. The problem with PE is the P, the price doesn't include debt, right? And then the E, the earnings, well, we all know the earnings can be manipulated. So that's kind of a number you take with a grain of salt, but it is a good benchmark. I like to use. I always say when I try to get the intrinsic value or just a very quick uh, snapshot if a company is trading above or below their their 
median fair values. I take the five-year PE history. Now you can find this on Y charts for free. Y charts is a paid service, but you can find quite a bit on there for free. If you look, that's like me. If it's free, it's for me. I, I'm a frugal as they, they come. Speaking of frugal, I got a book coming on Libby called The Frugal Woods. Looking forward to that. I'll let you know how it goes. <clears throat> I work, I listen to books, I listen to podcasts. Uh, there, I shared a video of myself on Twitter, which is wonderful because I get to work and I get to play with fire. I get to melt metal. Not all, not every day, not all the time. And I get to get paid and I listen all day long. It's what I love about my job. I listen to, I learn while I'm driving. I learn while I'm working. I learn while I'm driving back home. Always learning. I love it. Getting paid to learn. Can't beat it. So uh, what did I buy? I bought two shares of ticker symbol O realty income, just my old reliable, uh, just slow, steady monthly growing dividend 50 some years now. I don't remember the number of, of divvy increases and paying that dividend. Beautiful. Love it. So I bought two shares of realty income, ticker symbol O at $61 and 14 cents. That is good for a starting yield of 4.52%. So very nice starting yield. Uh, they do pay 23.3, or I'm sorry, 0.2335 cents a share every month. They are the monthly income, uh, the monthly dividend company. So that's good for $5 and 60 cents a year of uh, additional dividend income on those two shares. And you know, I just love their portfolio. If you haven't, do yourself a favor and go to Realty Income's website. Look at their investor relations. They have really nice charts and graphs of all the breakdowns of their properties in order of their highest paying, paying tenants. Um, every kind of almost imaginable snapshot you can think of. So Realty Income, top-notch, fantastic uh, information displays on their website under the investor relations. So very cool. If you haven't check out realty income, check out their website. And then I bought one share of Duke ticker symbol D U K. I keep buying Duke. I think this is the third week in a row that I keep buying Duke. I bought that share at $81 and 86 cents. And that is also good for a 4.67% starting yield. So that's two Two for two, over four and a half percent yield currently. So Duke pays 96 and a half cents a share. So that's good for $3.86 per, per share per year of additional income right now to that portfolio. And, you know, I feel very safe buying the regulated utilities like Duke because it's just, man, it's just boom, monthly income. I know there's been, um, I, I should be more up on it. I know that there was some furloughing or delaying of monthly payments with the, uh, the the utilities to help with the COVID relief and all that. So, but eventually that's going to start picking back up and uh, hey, you can't beat it, man. When something's regulated by the government and you're getting those monthly, uh, monthly bills sent out for electricity, which we know everybody needs. And that's why I'm also not worried about the EV revolution because hey, that's just more electricity that people are going to be needing to use. So I think that's a just just very, very nice tailwinds for a company like Duke and uh, some of these, um, you know, utility providers, which also gets me. I So in being in Chicago, we have ComEd and ComEd is an Exelon company. So I had bought some shares of Exelon right before the fall I got in, uh, before the fall of March and 
they're still not back up. I, I'm kind of thinking I just would at this point. Um, I know you're supposed to diversify, but I'd almost feel better if I had those shares of Exelon and Duke. So uh, there's a possibility that if I can get out with a profit, I might just uh, take the uh, short-term capital gain that those will incur and roll it into more shares of Duke. It'd only be a few, maybe another three or four of Duke. But uh, I'm loving Duke. Just, you know, very solid. I think they have a decent moat. Um, but yeah, just rising interest rates are going to be a, a worry for everybody. And that could, I think, draw out liquidity and take some investors away, but uh, possibly drop the price, which I'll buy more, but we'll see. Cross that bridge when we go to it. And then to my last and final buy for the taxable. Today, I worked all day at AbV in Abbott Park. And as I was working there, you know, I, I, I listen to my phone and I check the throughout the day. I keep checking the market and the tickers and what's going on. So I'm thinking, you know what? I want to buy something else and I want to add. So how cool would it be, which I did to buy AbV? I bought one share of AbV, ticker symbol ABBV, while working at AbV, watching people drive forklifts and move pallets of product around and load them onto trucks. And it just, it felt kind of surreal that I just took a minute there and right on the dock, right by the trucks, I bought a share of AbbVie on my phone on AbbVie property in an AbbVie warehouse with AbbVie workers all around me. We're all wearing the masks. You have to wear the masks. Actually, when you go into AbbVie on their property, you have to get your temperature taken, answer a questionnaire, and then you get a wristband. And if you don't have that wristband, you're not supposed to be in the buildings. So kind of a fun little fun little thing we do but I've had my temperature taken more than a Thanksgiving turkey for crying out loud so I was standing there at AbbVie and I bought a share of AbbVie on AbbVie property while the workers were working around me and I just kept thinking like check this out these people are working right now to make a profit to make me money and I was getting paid by AbbVie well, my company was getting paid by AbbVie, but the money's obviously going to trickle down to me. So really cool. Just a really neat little thing that I wanted to share with everybody. Buying that share of AbbVie while I was at AbbVie and the people I'm watching. I wanted to just walk around and start shaking their hands and say, thank you. Thanks for your hard work. And let's, you know, let's keep growing these profits uh, because I'm your your boss pretty much. <laughs> so I'm there you go. So actually, while I was at AbbVie, I was technically these people's uh, contracted employee and their employer, um, so to speak. Obviously, that's really loose and fun. But um, yeah, so bought a share of AbbVie at $95.64. Just an obnoxiously beautiful 4.90% starting yield. Not as good as Altria. I'll, I'll say that or BTI, British Tobacco. But Pushing that 5% is solid. They pay $1.18 per share per year. Or I'm sorry, per, per quarter. They pay $4.72 per share per year. Just a very strong yield. I just love the yield. And I looked, the trailing 12 months is $14.1 billion of free cash flow. It's just, you know, and I was watching these people move the drugs around. So, and I kept thinking like, what are they working on? Now there's some buildings that I can't go into because they're off limits. They're super secretive and you have to have super secretive clearance to get into those. And I just, I love it. Even though I can't go in, I think I thought of it today was like, look at this. There are people working right now. There's scientists in those laboratories working 
to bring more drugs to market that'll go to FDA trials to replace Humira, to replace some of their, uh, you know, some of their, their pharmaceuticals that are going to be, um, lost the competition from the biosimilars, which is just part of the industry. That's part of it. What happens when the, uh, the patent, yeah, patent, you know, when the patent runs out, you know, say, you know, there a lot. Um, yeah, when the patent runs out. So cool. Just, it was a very cool, surreal day that I spent the whole day at Abbott park, which, uh, so Abbott was in the city and they moved up to, uh, North Chicago in 1922. And I couldn't find the history. I looked for Abbott Park, which is cool. It has its own zip code. It's its own little village. If you don't know, go to Google again. It's going to be a thing on this show where I say, go to Google. So go to Google, type in Abbott Park. That's the headquarters for Abbott slash AbbVie. <clears throat> and it is weird because some buildings on there belong to Abbott and some belong to AbbVie. And they don't intermix because they're two different companies. So there was a job I was on a few years ago and they thought it belonged, the equipment belonged to AbbVie, but it actually belonged to Abbott. And they had to call an Abbott representative to come and talk to us and give the okay and sign off on the permit because it was an AbbVie property. So very strange. It's almost like AbbVie is renting buildings and space from Abbott on the Abbott Park property. Confusing, but that was in 2012, way back, way back in 2012 when AbbVie spun off from Abbott and AbbVie is mostly the pharmaceuticals. So there you go, all about AbbVie. Didn't I say that was gonna be last ap- last episode? <laughs> God, these A's. All about AbbVie on the last episode was uh, what I was gonna call it. We didn't end up calling that, so I think I'll call this one all about AbbVie. And that's AbbVie in a nutshell. I worked there today and uh, we got more. So in my taxable, I added $14.18 of dividend income. Uh, the current dividend income for a year is at $1,442.11. That's pretty sweet. I'm pushing 1500 bucks a year. That's that's where I'd, I my goal ultimately the first threshold is to be at a thousand dollars a month so I need twelve thousand dollars a year and just every day, like my guy Ian Lopuk on Twitter says if you don't know him, uh, check Ian Lopuk out on Twitter and YouTube. He's PPC Ian. Uh, he always says brick by brick he's building and that's what it is, man. Rome wasn't built in a day; it was built brick by brick, and that's what we're doing here. So. I still have $115.38 of cash left over that I will find something to spend on. I'm going to deploy more. Every week I put more in. And as I talked about lately, I've been paralyzed uh, by not knowing what to buy because I wanted to start a position in Danone. And there's some other like Exelon. I was thinking I should add to that or CubeSmart. But then I just keep coming back to my the big guys and saying, you know what? I need more Pepsi, Realty Income, Duke. I just need to build those bigger and stronger and badder and better than ever. <clears throat> so that was it. Uh, real quick through the SDIRA, the self-directed IRA here. Uh, I bought, I, I actually, uh, I also have four shares of Procter & Gamble. So I got the same divvy there, which was $3.16. And because Schwab, if you have a lot of cash sitting in your account, uh, cash balance, they pay you interest. So I received nine cents of interest from Schwab. 
and I only bought two shares of Duke, ticker symbol D-U-K at 81.88. So got them close in the taxable. I got that share at 81.86 and I got these at 81.88, which I think is very good um, for Duke. Uh, I think anything under 90 is very good for Duke. I'm very comfortable buying Duke there. So that was 96 and a half cents, same old yada yada, $3.86 added. So the, the self-directed IRA is at $1,109.54. And yeah, just looking at that PG, it sucks. I want to add more PG and I, I probably should, but I just know it as soon as I do, it's going to, it's going to come down, but you know, you don't know. So, uh, the, the balance there, uh, the value is $31,791. And I still have, oh no, that's overall, but $8,850.32 of that is in cash. So I was going to say like, damn, I'm good. $31,000 and I still have $8,000 in cash? To say, man, I've made some serious bank. But uh, no, not this is my, my handwriting. And, uh, you know, I saw that note about crypto. I keep my hand, I keep coming back to it. Ripple, did I finish on that? God, I don't know. I have all these thoughts in my head and the Blackhawks are going to be starting soon, which is going to be my song of the show. But that's for the later part. That's going to be in a few minutes. Uh, Yeah, just to finish up on the cryptocurrency of it all and to tie a little bow on that. uh, I did buy Ripple on Sunday morning at 29 cents. And I'm not going to say how much. Um, I think I'm going to keep the cryptocurrency stuff a little more quiet and hush hush. I'll just tell you what I bought, not how much or where I have it. So cryptocurrency is something I want to have a little bit of just because, you know, I don't know what's going to happen if they're going to all disappear overnight. I doubt it. Uh, It's definitely a growing thing. And I think it's very good to have because as governments just keep printing money, boy, you know, there may come a time when you have to get out of Dodge, like I said, and It'd be nice to have have something. If you can't take your gold and you can just get out with your body and, and you can somehow have access to your account, that's the trick. That's that's the tricky thing that kept me from buying Bitcoin back in 2015. I think I was looking at it when it was around it was around 300 a share or 300 a share 300 dollars a coin. Obviously, hindsight being 2020, that would have been a far superior choice to buying. Uh, a few ounces of gold, which finally I'm even plot pl- too many thoughts in my head, too many thoughts in my head being plus on gold, but crypto is good. I think everybody should have some. And when it really takes off, that's kind of why I'm buying IBM. Cause I think, you know, if they are, if crypto is the new gold rush, well, sell the picks and shovels, which would be IBM. The software needs to run on, which Brings me to my last concern is that it is digital and why I didn't buy it back in 2015 is because you need electricity to make it work. If there was no electricity, which granted the world's going to be in a pretty bad place if there's no electricity, then it is essentially worthless. So that's my little spiel on cryptocurrency. I'm, I have some and I want to buy more and I would encourage all of you all to explore it educate yourself. Now, Ripple is not a, it is a cryptocurrency, but it's not. It is a platform that's used for 
making payments cross borders, cross countries, international payments way quicker than wire transfers or banks will do it. And then they take a little bit of that transfer as a, as a uh, payment for the service. So that's what crypto uh, ripple is. Ethereum, I believe uh, is the platform. It's something that uh, I'm not going to get into it. I'm running out of time. Just look into it. If you're interested, look up Bitcoin, Ripple, Ethereum, Litecoin. They are not all just money currencies like Bitcoin is supposed to be like gold or a currency where Ripple is not a currency, if that makes sense. And it makes me nervous because it's not it's only backed by people want it. But then the flip side is at this point, what the hell is the U.S. dollar worth? backed by since uh, Bretton Woods in 73, was it? 71? 71, I think, with Nixon uh, took us off the gold standard. So at that point, what is our dollar backed by? The full faith and uh, of the American people and, and government? Yeah, well, that faith seems to be wavering just a little bit. So Hawks are coming on. I'm going to get out of here. Oh, uh, we're going to do the my song of the show. So three, two, one. And we're back. Isn't that just awesome? Look at that nice long break that we took there. And what I was going to tell you is that the song of the show is by the Fratellis and it is Chelsea Dagger. This is the goal song for the Chicago Blackhawks ice hockey team. Look it up on YouTube. They started playing this some years back before they got really good. I went through a very dark years with the Blackhawks as a fan. And this song, I thought I'd get tired of it, but it just grew on me. And every time I hear this, which is while watching the Hawks, it's just fun memories. So for three years, they were they won the Stanley Cup three times, and they did it in uh, 10, 12, and 16, 15. Uh, sorry, Hawk Nation. I don't remember off the top of my head because they all blend together. But it was fun years that they did that. And a lot of good times, a lot of cheering, a lot of drinking, a lot of nail biting. And it's just something when you have a sports team and you're part of a sports community and your team does good, they score, they win big games. How many times I woke my kids up because I was jumping, screaming at the TV and either in in, in uh, anguish and agony or in elation and excitement. But that's what it is. Just remember, people, to not take sports too seriously because it is, at the end of the day, entertainment. And unless you work for the team or play for the team, you are a spectator and you have no outcome on the the game, what happened in the game. That was something my grandpa used to tell me when I would watch uh, football when I was a little kid. I would get so excited, and when the Bears would lose, I would be so upset. and, And he'd say, you know, you watched it. You had fun. They tried but they get to play again. So we'll get them next time. And I'd be upset. And he would say, let me ask you this. What could you have done differently to change the outcome of the game? You do not know how many times I've repeated that man's words in my head, watching games when I, when it was such a close game and they lost and, and they didn't move on to the next round. And I just, I thought, why am I dejected? I, I was entertained. My heart was beating. I was cheering. I didn't know what was going to happen. I was on the edge of my seat 
And that is what it is all about, whether you're watching soccer, high life, cricket, football, American, or I did say soccer, football, Euro style. You're cheering, you're having fun, you're alive, you're watching, you're cheering, you're wearing the colors. It's just a good time. Have a good time. Hang with your mates. Have some drinks. And remember, there's nothing you could have done differently to change the outcome of the game. You weren't on the field and you weren't putting the team together. You weren't even preparing their uniforms. So just remember that. And if you were, (laughs) then maybe you do have a little bit, you know, fault. uh, And actually, to wrap this up, after I watched the Blackhawks win the Stanley Cup for the first time in my life, I stayed up. I drank way too much. I was calling friends at 2.30 in the morning trying to get them to go out and celebrate. And it was time to go to bed for this guy. And I woke up with a terrible hangover. I had to go to work on maybe three and a half hours of sleep. Very rough day. Uh, It was a very nice hangover. Probably one of the best hangovers I've had. But the point is, I had to get up with a bad hangover and go to work while all the players were celebrating and did not have to go to work because they are millionaires and they were going to be celebrating all summer while I was going back to work. So that's my case in point to you to cheer. But remember, there's nothing you could have done differently to change the outcome of the game. Let it entertain you. And if you were entertained, win or lose, that's the point of it. They'll live the fight again. And remember, I will talk to you on Friday and everyone you meet has something to teach you, but it is up to you to find out what that is. Talk to y'all later.